to the Manic Film Club, the film review show where we say things like, normally, this is the point within the show where I say something witty about the film we've just watched, but I'm not going to lie, I completely forgot that was a thing we normally do. Please don't judge me for it. Don't judge me for it. Oh, no. Yeah, see, that's where we're going with it, because I did forget. But it's also the film. You made My name is Liam. And sitting opposite me is Tobias. It's through the powers of the internet. Yeah, through the powers of the internet. Let's not forget that at the moment. But yeah, hey. (laughs) But the amount of time we've been doing this, I feel like I can reach out and stroke your face through the screen. And I do regularly. And because it's not real, you don't know I'm doing it. Right, Right now, I'm caressing the arch of your nose. Now I'm giving a little boop, 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 boop to your chin. I'm eating. I'm moving this up. I'm eating sour, then sweet, sour patch kids fruit mix. I honestly love them. I, I really, I adore them. They're good. They are yummy. Having fun times. Yeah. So, Tobias. Yeah? We watched a film. You waited until I put one of those in my mouth and now you've asked me to read the thing out. Hey, you know how the deal works. <laughs> right. <clears throat> you went so like so like I don't know what the words are, but you kind of retreated like you got really close as well like <clears throat> yeah anyway this week on the Manic Film Club we watched The Judge <gasps> a big city lawyer returns to his hometown where his father is charged with murder he takes the case only to uncover family secrets. Starring Robert Downey Jr., Robert Duvall, directed by David Dobkin. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Right off the bat, I'm going to let you know that I assumed he'd killed his, 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 his wife. That's where I thought this was going to go, because the, the blurb makes it sound like the reason that Robert Downey Jr. returns is because the dad's killed someone. Yeah. And, and the reason he comes back is the mum has died. And I was like, maybe that's going to turn out that actually... The, the dad had done something yeah. but no that's, that was not the case now obviously after I've got a mouth mouthful of these sour things such a good decision I know right <laughs> <laughs> I do apologise we make the best choices here at the Manic Podcast yeah we do <laughs> it's got a lot of big names in this film oh yeah uh, Robert Downey Jr being a very big one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, that sounds dirty, but I am just watching you chew. Oh, no. <laughs> the thing is, actually, I will say, I, from my point of view, the editing might say otherwise. I actually think you're you're silencing your chewing very well, but <laughs> visually, it's like a bulldog going to town with a wasp in its mouth. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Sure. <laughs> um. And that'll be available for the patrons. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I think oh, we should no. give them the video part of this. <laughs> no. We'd have to prepare more for that. Most of it is me eating and trying not to hear that on. Anyway, back to the film, right? Yeah. That film we watched, which, by the way, was over two hours, and I don't like that. Um, now, it has got a lot of big names. Mm-hmm. Front and centre, we have Robert Downey Jr. Um, one thing I'm going to mention here is this is the third time Robert Downey Jr. has been in a film with Robert Duvall. How is it? Yeah, but Robert Duvall didn't know that. He <laughs> thought this was the first time. <laughs> I love it when older actors forget what they've been well, in. Well, 
when when it came to his attention that he'd been in two other films with Robert Downey Jr., it, Robert Duvall's uh, comment was, "Well, he's cleaned himself a lot up a lot since then." Oh, was it early? Yeah, it was like nineties and stuff. I mean, in defence, that's a fair statement. <laughs> you know, Robert Downey Jr. was a mess at one point. Now, the reason why I've mentioned Robert Downey Jr. a few times, and we'll mention him again. Yep. Um, he produces. He he okay. would. Him, uh, it's actually the first film him and his wife have produced. Oh, okay. Um, now, as I was going to say earlier, we assume that all you lovely listeners have watched the film. Yeah. Um, so, straight in, spoilers. The dad did kill someone. Oh. Da, da, da. Uh, and goes to jail for it. He does. I kind of wish the film had ended there. <laughs> I would have been I would have been happy with that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or had then just cut to a funeral. Just to be like, this is the, clearly what was going to happen. But yeah. not did the little bit between. There, the film was long enough as it was. Mm. Now, that's not me. If you listen, if you're a regular listener, you know I prefer the shorter films. Unless it's Marvel, I want it to be short uh, and concise. And it's not, I didn't find this film boring. But there were, it outstayed its welcome a little bit. I kind of like, wrap up now. We, we know can, what um, is. I can sum up, for me, mm-hmm. one of the main issues that made this too long with four words. Okay. Pointless ancestral love triangle. Is any ancestral love triangle pointless? Um... <laughs> well, I would say the pointlessness is only comes in because I actually don't think any of the love element of that side it needed to happen. I didn't. We didn't actually need to see the exes, the ex-girlfriend right. who now owns a diner part of it, really. Now, remember... There's a journey here. Now, I think they went too far in a way. Because I remember saying to Carly at one point, because I talked to her mid-film. Oh, you watched it with her, didn't you? No, no, not with her. Oh, did you not? No, no, no. Uh, No. But we had a phone call, or a couple of phone calls in the middle of things. She was currently being locked out of her house at the time. Oh, right, yeah. So she had a drama. So I had to pause (laughs) the film a few times. But I said, for me, and this was like early part. Yeah. It might as well have been Tony Stark. It, Actually, the character was very Tony Stark. I thought that a couple of times. I've read that that was intentional. They wanted him at the beginning to be as Tony Stark as possible, because that's what the audience were used to. But then you could see the change as we saw him humanise. The problem is, I don't think we saw him humanise enough. <laughs> and no, he was still I Tony agree. Stark well, at the What end. I will say is actually one of the main criticisms with this film, outside of the judge and Robert Downey Jr. is that none of the side characters have any proper development. But I would yeah. actually say that that should extend. Sorry, that's a slam there. That that should actually extend to Robert Downey Jr. I think um, the actual judge himself, that he had development. Because uh, it, like there, there was a development of forms in there for, for uh, was it Robert Duvall? Yeah. Yeah. But I would actually say that Robert Downey Jr. did not develop. The only thing that developed is, at one point, he kind of remembered he had a daughter he needed to think about. <laughs> yeah. No, I would say that he does develop in the way that the film tells us he's developed. Mm. It signposts it. But, no, the brothers, um, any other character out of those two that you've mentioned, nothing, nothing happens 
It no, does. I also don't think it needs to. Because <laughs> it's their their brother and their dad. They've just lost their mum. Yeah. And they yeah, there's actually not a whole lot of emotion on display. And I'm not knocking the actors. No. It's, I think it was very well acted. Uh Vince I can never say his name. Vincent D'Onfrio. Onofrio? I right. said D'Onofrio, but yeah. D'Onofrio. Right. I really like him as an actor. I he did many things. I, mean, I always think it's weird when he has hair. <laughs> yes. But I think he's a really good actor. And yeah. I like the fact he was in it. And I liked mm. his character because he's a likable character. Yeah. But they could have done so much more with it. Oh, 100%. Especially with casting that actor. You've got an actor with such great range and you just didn't use it. I mean, to be honest, if Robert Downey Jr. wasn't in this, you could have, he could have stepped in. Yeah. I could have seen him being that character. But um, no, I do agree. I mean, as I said, the, one of the main criticisms from critics was that the side characters didn't have any development. And I think in the way the story sits in its current form, they didn't need it. They just kind of did. They were there just for to fill some gaps. But, but it like, would have been nice to see a little bit of something. Yeah. So it wasn't just the two robbers. I mean, the ancestral love triangle thing. <laughs> I think, I mean, it was an interesting insert to the film. If it wasn't there, you wouldn't have missed it. I would say, if anything, it gave it the humour the film needed. Because yeah, the those are the only funny moments. Look, it is a thing, right? There's clearly a relief when he finds out that he hasn't made out with his daughter, but it's still his niece. It's still family. <laughs> it's still, still blood. a family member. <laughs> but, you when know, I, it's awesome. it's okay. I, when, I say I, when I say I forgot that we do a witty thing in the beginning, I, that's not 100% true. Initially, I, I was thinking, like, is there a way I can fit that love triangle thing in? But I don't actually want to go too heavy on the incest side of this. No, the film itself. It's really actually doesn't dwell on it's it. It's actually a curveball that the film throws you, and you're like, "Oh, why?" Actually, it's all in basically three scenes. Do you know? But the thing I want, but I'm going to move on from the incest stuff in a minute. There's two moments in Never. this. There's two <laughs> things of this that made me uncomfortable and odd. When he's making out with the the what is basically his niece, is that right? Niece. He he, she's got her leg around him. He grabs her her bum. He does the same to her mum later on. I didn't notice that. Yeah, okay. exactly the same later on. And it's when he actually goes, "Oh no, I can't do this. It's weird." It's when they go back, they break in, and they're making out, and he kind of breaks off. Um, but then it's also the bit where they're in the car, and she bites her hair, and then his daughter does it. And that's okay. before they actually had revealed what was happening. Oh, clues. And clues. I was like, I hate that. I hate that. Yeah, yeah it bears attention to the detail. Uh, <laughs> but back anyway, to the, the story of this. The story, story is obviously the judge. Hmm. Or, or is it? Now, this is something that we, right, this is a thing that we mentioned off cast. So Which we actually don't normally do. We don't normally mention anything about the no, film. I didn't think I would mention it, but your reaction to it was quite good. Right. So obviously, when we were talking about it, Robert Duvall is the judge, except yeah. director David Dobkin has said it's not. The judge is actually referring to Robert Downey Jr., who is going to become a judge. You know what? The director not... can shut up because that is not that's not. You know, that could be his mind, his vision for what it sub, like the subtext means. That mm. is not what this film. That's not what it is. No, it's not. Because he's not a judge. He is just a lawyer. He doesn't yeah. even suggest at any point he wants to become a judge. Yeah. He, yeah, I mean, the closest is where he looks at the, the seat where his dead dad used to sit at the end. Yeah. I did think, is he going to sit down? And I thought the film was going to end with him like sitting down and maybe banging the gavel and it would black out on the gavel. Yeah. And then I could have then, if you then said, oh, actually, he's the judge, I'd have gone, 
ah, oh, it's annoying, but at least they've lined it up. Nothing suggests that is even the case, and that's annoying. I, I tell you what, because we have a thing of whether a film is predictable or not. Yeah. And I don't know if it was predictable in that, did he kill this person? Was it on purpose? I don't know, because I don't think my brain went either way. But there was a point in the film where I got frustrated because there's another lawyer played by Dak Shepard who they go to. But, you know, because it's even in the pitch for the film that Robert Downey Jr. is going to be the lawyer. Yeah. And it just feels like an unnecessary sidestep. Yeah. And about the predictability, again, we watch a lot of films. We've said before, we look for patterns. Yeah. We like, we like to almost spoil ourselves by watching the film and guessing what's going to happen. Yeah. I guessed a thing, and it's a very stereotypical thing, and I wonder if you did, when they were having the conversation, and it was when the dad had the nightmare, and Robert Downey Jr. went in and tried to like basically snap him out of it by chatting to him, right. and he said, who's the best lawyer you've ever known? Oh, yeah, yeah. And yeah. the dad said, oh, it's some guy I used to know. I, there and then, went, oh, later on, he's going to say it's you. Yeah. It was yeah. obvious. It was also a nice moment. It's but... kind of, in a way, that loaded gun. Oh, hundred percent. Go put the gun in earlier if you're, it's not going to fire later. Oh, that uh, yeah, one hundred percent. That's what that <clears> was. <throat> I mean, it was nice. It was. There was a couple of moments in this which were interesting moments, but I just the whole storm shelter thing and the hurricane. It just felt a little bit. I understand it was to lead up to their confrontation in the kitchen where some things came out and they finally kind of faced the demons. But there was a lot of stuff in this film which could have been condensed. Well, I think, and I could be wrong. I don't know what the writing process for it was. But it seemed like they had the idea for the court case. Yeah. Obviously, they had at the core of the film, it's the relationship between Robert Downey Jr. and Robert Duvall in it. Yeah. I think they then went, we need more stuff. Right. Well, I'm <laughs> going to read you a sentence here yeah. from the development section under production on the Wikipedia for this. Thank the script know. was originally written by Nick Schenk uh, in March 2011. The script has been rewritten by David Seidler in April 2013, and Bill uh, Dubeck was enlisted to rewrite it for a third time. Right. So this has had a lot of stages. So, And it's that thing where one person's written something, and then someone else might have prolonged it or adjusted it. So I can see how it might have had well, a shorter form at one point. I'm, I might need to do a date check on one of the facts. Because when you talk about those rewrites, yeah, at one point <clears throat> it was voted the most liked script on the blacklist. Right. Um, I'm just seeing when because I'm wondering was that before the rewrites? Oh. Uh, because well, that was actually a really interesting thought. Yeah. So it was written originally in March 20, uh, 2011, rewritten in April 2013, and then Bill uh, DeBeck was enlisted to rewrite it. But it doesn't... Oh, actually, does it say again when? No, it doesn't actually say when Bill uh, DeBeck... DeBeck? Yeah, I think so. was enlisted to rewrite it. It doesn't actually have a date for that. So we know 2011 and 2013. Interesting. The screenplay for this film was the most liked unmade script on the blacklist in 2012. So before the first the edit. The first yes. edit. Yeah. And then other people brought in. Then David Siegler and Bill Beck were brought in. 
So if it was the most liked, have they ruined a film? It would have be they... interesting to know yeah. what's changed. Yeah. Because as people who have worked with scripts, yes, we know when you get a first draft, that's never what you end up with. And what's funny is I've got scripts or had scripts on the blacklist. Yeah. And uh, you get reviewed. And I have changed my scripts due yeah. to those. And what happened with one of my scripts was I took on board someone's issues. Right. I rewrote a bit of it. I then put it back and another reviewer rated it much lower than that first reviewer. That's the problem is that people who are reviewing stuff aren't necessarily one, the target and two yeah. aren't in the mindset of where it's come from or how it might end up. Yeah. But it was interesting that my lower rating came after I'd changed it because someone had said something. And I do wonder if right, if this was the most liked, I'd love to know how much it has changed. It would be interesting to see the two scripts side to side, like the first, the original and the end. Actually, just to see what's changed. I can check something because there's a ruling generally. So, right, four people have written this. Right. Oh no, only three. Okay. Uh, I'm very confused. <laughs> no, 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 give me your facts. Give me your facts about who wrote it originally. Nick Schenk. Right. Yeah, March 2011. Yeah. David Seedler. Okay. April 2013. And then I have D Bill Dubois. Yes. But it okay. doesn't have any date or anything beyond that. No, right. Okay. That middle name that you gave is not credited as a writer. Really? That's because you have to have contributed. To I think at least a third, or there's actually a when looking at the the Wikipedia on the actually you know how it's got the column on the right hand side that yeah the basic the screenplay it does actually only have the the first and last one yeah yeah so obviously that middle one either they didn't contribute enough or their work was undone or yeah. you know though sometimes you can still get the credit even if it's undone because you put yeah. the work in. Uh, but what no, I'm looking at is but that does mean what else has he written? That means that that Bill, whatever his surname is, he has definitely contributed like a third of it, or enough that it warranted. Yeah, I will say Nick Shank has only written four things: Gran Torino, The Mule, Cry Macho, and this, which are all four quite big stories. Well, I can tell you that the guy who's added that Bill. Yeah, created Ozark. I can see that. Yeah, yeah. Actually, having just pretty much in the last month, so I finished what is available of it. I can see that style in some of this. I'm there also seeing what David Dobkin's done, so I don't recognise the name. Right. Uh, he. I did look up him. I hadn't looked up the writers, which is good because I'm a writer. <laughs> Eurovision Song Contest. I was just looking at that. <laughs> oh, I'm Wedding Crashers. Actually, some some comedies. I, you know, I. I'm Jack the Giant Slayer. R.I.P.D. Yeah. Oh, okay. He's had some. He's done a lot of music videos. It's a variety of stuff. Uh, television. Iron Fist. He was a director and executive producer on Iron Fist. Um, okay, and he, oh, and on Resident Alien. Yes, I had seen that bit. Yeah, 
interesting. Um, None of that carries across. No, but <laughs> no, the thing is, it carries across as in, even when you look at the team, the high profile, really. Oh, yeah. And it fits. Yeah. With Robert Downey Jr. producing it. And, you know, you've got Billy Bob Thornton, who's actually not, he's like the prosecutor. Yeah. He's, he's a big name. And I will say, at one the... point, um, Jack Nicholson, uh, the studio expressed interest in Jack Nicholson playing the judge. Also, Tommy Lee Jones as well. That is interesting. But Nicholson turned the role down. Interesting. I know, right. Uh, Robert Duvall, was a, he objected to one of the scenes, and it's where he's in the bathroom. But actually, I think it's actually, even though, yeah, it's an uncomfortable scene, I actually do think it's a good scene for them. Yes. Yes, it, it shows that moment where these people who don't like each other, even when he's agreed to help him, that kind of find uh, their footing together. Yeah. Because it shows that Robert Downey Jr.'s character is willing to put everything else aside because at the end of the day, it's his dad. He is ill. Yeah. But what my problem, and it's kind of something that we've already touched upon anyway, because you, you said about the side characters not getting any yeah where is in all this vincent i can't say his surname vincent uh, d'onofrio's character doesn't live there does he not no he lives with his wife and his two sons right okay i think the um the brother with autism i believe it was autism yeah i think he lives in the basement all right okay because i think the idea is he's, they've got because obviously the dad doesn't like the filming constantly no um, but no, uh, D'Onofrio's character doesn't live there anymore. Because he even states at one point, he's the older brother. Yeah. Don't come so, for me, he says. Yeah, he don't come, I'm the older brother. Um, but it's kind of like everything is on, but they, they get on. The yeah. The brother and the dad get on. But then obviously he doesn't know that the dad's ill. No, no. That's a secret. Although very evident when it happens. <laughs> It does that classic thing of once it's revealed, it becomes so obvious, especially when it's like a couple of years later and he gets released. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. That is literally clearly the the frail frailness has come through. Yeah. Um, but I mean, we've already said the acting is good. The acting is. Good. Oh yeah, yeah. The the cast are all good. I'm not going to knock any of the actors in it. No, no, I can't say, and I can't point an actor out and go, "You were bad," or "You weren't, you weren't good." Um, I can say some of the roles may have been a bit blare, but that's writing and directing yeah. to a point. Um, I, I also can't comment on the music. I I could not point out a single piece of oh, music no. from this film. There, there's one bit because there's the end song is sung by Willie Nelson, right? Doing a Coldplay song, "Scientist," I think it. Oh, was it? Yeah. There's a joke by a judge earlier on about Willie Nelson. Ah, and they enough. then get to sing Coldplay of all things. But, <laughs> you know, the stuff that Willie Nelson is most known for. Yeah. His Coldplay I think, covers. I think he should have covered something by Metallica because that would fit in. <laughs> Willie does Metallica would have been. Or maybe Slipknot. Oh, no. No, Metallica is. There's a reason I said Metallica. Why right. did I say it? What? Well, come on. Oh, well, it's because uh, he's got the shirt in the film. And that's also how he, he left, didn't he? It was something to do with a Metallica concert. Yeah, he went to a Metallica contest and then, uh, concert and never came back. Yeah. So actually, if Willie Nelson... Which, is had, a, which, let's be real, that's a dick move. 
That is a real bad move. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, he's like, I don't want to ever come back to this town. Don't come back. Nobody likes you for leaving. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, I mean, I personally can't comment on music because I, I, I can't really know any of it. But I think actually for this film, that's not a bad thing. No, I think it was actually all in all. The music wasn't important. It didn't distract, which is good. Yeah. But that, that's when we're going to come into the tone of the film. It was more fun than I expected it to be. Actually, 100%. But I will say that having been told that the Ozark connection is there, you haven't seen Ozark, have you? No, I haven't. I suggest it. It's right. very good. Right. And it's a very serious matter. It's about yeah. um, embezzlement and it's about money laundering. That's the main right. concept of the whole thing, pretty much. Yeah. But it is very Breaking Bad where there is a humour there. Yeah. But it's not. It doesn't undermine the actual story or the sh- or the show, okay. and I can see that in this because this was yeah. a much easier watch than I thought it was going to be. Yes, and it was good because I I think it might have been a tough two and a half hours. Otherwise, I still think it was too long. It didn't need to be as long as it was, and it no, did it feel didn't. a little bit. I I w- every time I looked at the runtime on it, which is already a bad thing because if it's a, a film I'm really into, I don't check the runtime here and there once yeah. it's playing but i did every now and then go i wonder how much this has got left well i i can tell you of how my day went <laughs> okay right now normally i'm the one who watches everything in one go yeah. and you're the one who may have to split up a film or generally right. yeah right so i started watching it at like quarter past 12 midday yes 12 okay I finished watching it about half six. <laughs> now, the thing is, I started watching this at about 11. You were late. When you said that you were about to watch the film. I, I like, I, if I'm awake enough, the best time for me to watch a film is once everyone in the house has gone to bed. Because yeah. it means I can sit and I can settle because I've got the two kids that are always around. And Amanda, if it's a film she's really interested in or I can sell her on, maybe. Yeah. But I do like to just turn all the lights off. Like... I, I had a cider in the fridge, so I pulled a cider out. Nice. A little nice. bowl, a little bowl of crispies. Of course. And I, I just sat and I chilled. Um, and this is a film I'm glad I'd watched in one sitting because I think if I had ended up pausing it, and there was a moment where I had to consider, it was gone eleven when I started this film, and I was like, I was like, this is two, and this is. By the time I started it, I figured out it'd be two o'clock when it finishes without any pauses. Right. Okay. By the time I finished, it was about half one because I chilled to the toilet a couple of times. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but if I had paused it and stopped it and come back to it like a couple of hours later, I think it yeah. would have been a very different opinion because I think this, for me, this film ran on some of the momentum it had. Yeah, I mean, I kept having to watch it in bursts. Yeah. So I, I didn't have a clean cut of I'm going to come back to this in a couple of hours. It was, oh, yeah. I'll, watch, I'll watch a bit. Now there's a phone call. I'll watch yeah. a bit. It, uh, wasn't, it was unplanned. It wasn't like, well, I'm yeah. just going to take a scheduled break. Because um, if you take scheduled breaks in films... No. <laughs> no, no, that's weird. weird. Yeah, it's very weird. Um, <laughs> I honestly, I think the runtime was a problem, but then I always have a thing of you need a good reason why it's over two hours, and I don't yeah. think this did have a good no. reason why it was over two hours. For me, there, so, as I said, I think ignore the incest side of it. The actual storyline of him and his ex kind of rekindling, for me, didn't need to be in this film. No. I understand that they were like, let's give something so it shows he's not just 
this isn't the only thing he's doing in his life. I also but they'd think... only done that by showing the, girl, the the daughter he has. I also yeah, but the thing is about the daughter is she's from his new life yeah. that he's made away. This is everything about his past calling him. I did this like is... the moment where he he brought her back and he was like, you know, you not because he's already sold it this the granddad as the enemy. Before yeah. he even goes, he, she's like, I've never met him. Why? And he's like, because he's the deep, he's the devil. Yeah. You know, and like, even in the car, he's like, he's a mummy. He's normally yeah. wrapped in gauze. And I was like, that's <laughs> funny. And I had already gone, the granddad's going to be a joy. Literally, the moment he sees yeah. the door, he's going to be soft. And he was. And I actually yeah. did really like the bond him and the granddaughter instantly got. Yeah. But yeah. Um, I can't remember the point we're making, but I like that. <laughs> <laughs> it had something to do with really. it. Yeah. Uh, should we start wrapping up the review? Yeah, I think so. As I said, as, part, as far as the script goes, I think it needed to be a little bit tighter, maybe cut some of the time off. Definitely that. Uh, cinematography, we didn't talk about it. I think it was a nice looking film. It was a clean film. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I didn't dislike any of it. None of it stood, stood out massively. The only bit that made me go, that's artsy, was when Robert Downey Jr. was on the bike with his arms out. That felt like a trailer moment. Yeah, maybe. That was a little bit... That's the equivalent of going, is that for show or is that practical? I also thought, is he just trying to re... Trying to show that riding a bike isn't smooth, so might, his dad might have been innocent. But um, <laughs> cause I thought, because he fell off the bike, didn't he? Yeah, he did. And then got picked up by the, the lady. But I thought maybe he was doing that on purpose to show that even someone who's sober and clean can fall off a bike and cause himself injury. Yeah. But um, no, I think cinematography-wise, it was a nice film. Visually, it was it, it was nice. There was nothing bad about it. No, no, it was it was good. It was yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, yeah, music and yeah, I think we're pretty much there. Yeah. Did you want to move on to the uh, rating it? Yes, we can. Is that do what that. we normally say? We can do we can do the rating. Do we normally say rating? Is that something we normally say? Scoring, hit and miss. It, uh, you're gonna <laughs> you're gonna explain it. The word rating do. felt weird. My mind was, do we normally say rating? I think we do. The score, the rating, the, the Rating's verdict. Rating's fine. <laughs> the ver- verdict. The verdict. That would be good. What's our yeah. verdict on this film? <laughs> okay, so normally here at the Manic Podcast, we don't say this is like a five out of ten or something like that. For example, uh, Rotten Tomatoes <laughs> has given this a 49%. Look, yeah. look, I am crumbling <laughs> like something that crumbles, all right? <laughs> We don't say this is one out of five stars. This is 90% out of 100%. Rotten Tomatoes have given this a 49%, which makes sense because it, I've read that it's had a lot of mixed reviews. Yes. But it, we, as we said, it's won a lot of awards. Well, no, it's been nominated for a lot and it's won two. Robert proper, proper was the main thing here. I mean, he was nominated for an Oscar for it. Yeah. Which is, which is good. Yeah. Um, we simply say, is this film a hit? Or is this film a miss? A hit means did we like the film? Did we enjoy it? Would we rewatch it? Would we tell other people about it? All round enjoyability. And a miss, nice and simple, it's the opposite. Tobias. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what's the verdict? What's the verdict? How do you find this film? Guilty. Uh, no, actually, I might surprise you because I think I've moaned a lot. <laughs> but I didn't mind it. I didn't mind it. It was kind so of. So this is a manic. I, didn't mind. No, I didn't mind. No, it was a thing. All right. I mentioned the whole. I love Robert Downey Jr. as Tony Stark. Yeah. 
I didn't want him to be Tony Stark, to- Tony and Antonio Stark uh, in this film, but <laughs> at, very much at the beginning, apparently yeah. by design, he did feel like it. Yeah. And it just felt like, okay, so now we've got Tony Stark in a courtroom. But on the whole, I think it works as a film. Yeah. It could be shorter. But if you wanted to, I don't know. I think there are selling points. It has got a very good cast. A hundred percent. There's a few reason in the cast to watch it. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to give it a soft hit because I don't dislike the film. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I'm going to watch. I say that. If if Carly went, I quite like to see the film. I, I could watch it again. That's I could. So yours oh, yeah. is a soft hit, yeah? A soft hit, yeah. Right, okay. For me, I get what you mean about um, Robert Downey Jr. For me, I like him. Yeah. But there are times where I kind of find him a little bit I am in films. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? He, yeah. He's very much, he, he comes across as loving himself in films. Because yes. he is a good actor. Yes, yes. That's, so he's earned that. But yeah. sometimes that kind of comes across to for me. Um, so I was worried about that. Because I watched him in, uh, what is it? He, I want to say he plays like a street busker or something. It's something about music. Music. Uh, I'm not sure but, I haven't seen it. But that was really good. But I, I had, that was my issue with it because he was very much, he was amazing and he knew he was. Yeah. But actually, this film was a lot easier to watch than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Law-based things are not initially for me, but I can respect them. And when they're done right, I can enjoy them. And this yeah. was done right. Because actually the bits of the film I really enjoyed were the court sequences. Yeah, they were actually quite good. Yeah, they were. Well I, done. They were I, one of my favorite bits, although it did feature the unnecessary lawyer, was actually when they were picking and choosing who should be on the jury. Oh, I quite, the, I like yeah. that bit. Yeah, yeah, that and that actually was. I suppose it throws back to the cinematography thing. It was one of the only moments that felt a little bit out of the film because it wasn't the kind of style of the rest of the film. It was almost gimmicky. It was because uh, it was I bit, say this, unfortunately, whilst the that lawyer was there. Yeah. It was forced comedy. I mean, what else did that lawyer do from the moment uh, yeah. that Tony Stark, because that's what I'm calling him. Yeah. <laughs> t- Tony Stark signed on as the lawyer. That other guy didn't need to be there. He should have been let go to yeah. save money. Yes. Uh, it, it didn't make sense. He shouldn't have been in there from a plot point. But that scene was one of probably my favourites in oh, the whole Oh, yeah, film. it was really oh, yeah. good. Um, but no, I liked the film. I found it easy to watch, and I'm going to agree with you. This is a soft hit. Yeah. Oh, okay. I don't because cool. I won't ever rewatch this by choice. I don't need to. If it was on the telly and I was sitting on my computer doing something, I'd probably leave it on. I tell you what, if I and this is actually one of the most likely things. Yeah. There's two reasons to rewatch this film. One, if you're having because I have movie days where I watch something with a theme, like an RGJ day. If I was having a Robert Downey Jr. day, I might watch it as part of that. Or, actually, if I was having a day of courtroom dramas, it might be something I contemplate. Yeah, because the problem is some courtroom dramas can be so heavy. Yeah, this and this was nice to have a bit of humour in there. So, even though I essentially just moaned about the humour. but <laughs> Just to throw out so it's not left wondering, the yeah. film I was referring to is The Soloist. Oh, I've heard of it, but I've not seen and it. And I actually don't think Robert Downey Jr. is the street musician. I think that's Jamie Foxx. <laughs> but they're both in it. They are both in it. Okay. But I think I just reversed the roles in it. No, but he, very he good. Is good he is a good actor. Um, so, yeah, it's a double soft. This is just an outright soft hit. It's a which, soft one. Which leaves us only one thing to do, Tobias. Uh, what are we going to watch next? Oh. 
Next time on the Manic Film Club, we will be watching In the Shadow of Iris. The sun- this is still available. From yes. before. Just checking. <laughs> I can tell you because I screenshotted the uh, the bio. Oh, okay, go ahead. <laughs> That's how I'm reading. <laughs> I'll let you retake that then. Okay. Next week. I broke the, the momentum. I'm sorry. <laughs> Damn you. <laughs> next next time on the Manic Film Club, we will be watching In the Shadow of Iris. The sudden disappearance of a wealthy banker's wife cracks open a dizzying world of secret fetishes, desperate acts, and elaborate deceptions. I am not reading the cast because I can probably not pronounce any of them. It is a subtitled film. I think this is our foreign language I was going to say, because we, we have actually kind of faded away from that we were doing a genre. Yes, we're doing genres. And I was like, what genre is this then? <laughs> <laughs> I think this is foreign film. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So it's subtitled. Mate. Yes, I can already tell you it's got subtitles. Oh, I hope it does. Uh, okay, cool. But, but it's only about 95 minutes. Easy. We yeah. watched Roma. That's <laughs> <laughs> true, yeah. <laughs> I forgot Roma. Uh, I didn't hate Roma. It was just a long watch. Yeah, but this is all right. This is yeah. this is easy. This is bite size. Yeah. Num, num, num. <laughs> uh, right. When this episode goes live, Tobias, oh, Tobias over here, he's going to upload, and by old, I mean O-L-E, like old, not old. Just I clarify that. Stop digging a hole, come on. <laughs> Young and spry Tobias over here, oh. you know, spring rabbit Tobias over here will be, um, that's not a phrase, but I'm using it's it to mean really young and attractive. There you go. <laughs> spring chicken. Spring chicken, spry oh. rabbit. Tobias the spry rabbit will no. be putting a poll over on our Twitter, where you will get to say if you thought this film was a hit or a miss. And if the burlesque review was anything to go, you'll completely disagree with us. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we're, we're sorry. Okay. That was, that was something. No. We lost a fan, apparently. We, we lost a fan. Did we? Is yeah. Outright. Well, no. Um, Carly's workmate, oh. Georgie, is a oh, big no. fan of burlesque. And she's, she's a regular listener. Regular listener, but she she she's not a fan of our review of that. Uh, well, even the best of friends can disagree on on film opinions sometimes. Yes. So hopefully you won't disagree with all of them, and you'll come back to the fold. Yeah. Maybe you'll enjoy the stuff we do so much that you'd consider joining our patron. Patron. What is the patron to us? Oh, it's a thing where you pay a pound. Yeah. Like. I mean, you can pay more. We'd love it if you did. Yeah. But for a minimum of a pound, 20, I think it is. Um, because of it, you, yeah. you are invited into our Discord. And you can chat with us. You can play games with us. And you can shape the future of the Manic Podcast. In fact, our patrons are shaping season four of the Manic Podcast right now. They are. They are. I'm not going to tell you how, but they no, are. No, no, because you have to be a patron to find yeah. that out. Yeah. yeah. That's and true, also, yeah. Get to find out what happened to Manny the Manny Badger because I'm sure you're all on dead hooks. You know about what? That. He is going to be so glad to be back season four because yeah. I think he's been he's been his his manager hadn't got the phone call. <laughs> he's been pacing around going, I don't know what I did wrong. Yeah. I, I I was I did so well. People Are loved they me. The, me with a better looking badger. <laughs> they were like, I swear, if that dolphin oversteps me, oh, <laughs> he's not. He's gone. We cut him. He was just politically incorrect. Did we cut or are we saving back for an act three reveal? 
and act three reveal. We yeah. are. Do you know what? I think this is the first time the Badger's been mentioned in a film club. I know, but we're, we're cross-pollinating. That's not the right word. Cross-pollinating. Uh, <laughs> we don't... Well, yeah. Well, I presume that if you are a listener of the, the film club, you might listen to our main yeah. podcast. Otherwise, this is nonsense. <laughs> yeah, this is absolute nonsense to you. It is if you listen to the podcast. But the point really. is, but if you hey. enjoy the podcast and you want to enhance your manic experience, you can do that for as low as £1 to £1.20, depending on VAT and location that you live, yeah. like UK, America. You can, you can do that. And the link to that, as well as all of our social medias, is in the link tree in the description down below. Tree of links. Tree of links. But if you want to kind of just find out day-to-day goings on or any random updates, we will let you know on, on um, Twitter, which is at the manic with two N's. Very, Very important. important. So, Tobias. Yeah? Before we lose the ability to speak more than we probably already have already, it's probably a good time to say goodbye. I am the law. Goodbye. <laughs> I am the law. Stay safe, and most importantly, stay manic. <laughs>